Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Welcome. It is Monday, and I'm still fixing my makeup. Um, I am in Los Angeles, California, and uh, Andrew is in St. Louis. Noah is in Arizona. What's up, you guys? We got the country covered. Got it covered. Covered, boy. Got it covered. This is a special episode. We're starting out with uh, Andrew and I together on this one because um, it's a special sponsored episode. By HBO Max's new series, the Seek the Sex Secret Sex Lives of College Girls, the Sex Lives of College Girls, the Sex Lives of College Girls. Yeah, well, they k- should keep it a secret. These girls are up to no good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the Sex Lives of College Girls. Okay, I I gotta say, I just I I wasn't even gonna talk about it at the top of the show because we don't like you just heard me do an ad for it, and now we're doing an episode all about college stories. And uh, it's a special Fanthrax episode where we're just going to listen to your college stories. But um, 
I do really like this show and it's really like quirky and fun and has like it's just it's quick moving good acting and I'm kind of inspired by it sexually <laughs> mm-hmm. Andrew did you watch it uh, I got the synopsis from Noah oh my god I just had to be honest uh, I, what, I, I, well yeah I'm, I mean that we keep it honest on yeah. here what what were you why couldn't you watch it um, what did you watch instead succession for the past and curb okay and I've passed okay. out watching curb I was you know pretty tired long day of travel and then I, I didn't yeah but but it's two o'clock there what did you do today uh, I went to Whole Foods for, for us and then I took picked up your packages for you okay um I packed for Chicago because I have to help Brenna move in. Oh, so yeah, I got to drive yeah. to Chicago and drive back. So I was doing things other than. Did you just forget to watch watching it? Watching four girls have sex in freshman year. Did in a you dorm. forget to watch it or did you just say, I don't want to? Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I don't know exactly how. I, okay. I, 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 no, I wanted to watch it. I went to watch it in the living room real quick. And yes. our troubleshoot. You can't watch things real quick <laughs> because <laughs> it's it, that's the problem. I tried to watch it on uh, two times fast forward because I I waited till this morning to watch it and uh, and I we were supposed to watch it before this episode. No big deal. But um, I I waited until I had to, I left myself an hour because I was going to watch two episodes. I thought they were half hour. They're an hour long, which actually ends up being great because. Uh, you know, more is better. But then um, HBO Max took off the little fast forward thing. They used to, when I was watching F-Boy Island trying to cruise through, I was doing double time or at least 1.5. But they make you watch it in uh, the same speed, <laughs> um, which is better because this show does move fast and it's like almost thir- like 30 rock level jokes of like, like it's they're fast moving. And that's what I like about it. Um, Noah, you watched it. Did you like it? Yeah, I especially liked the uh, plot twist at the end of episode one. That's what I was into, too. I Because uh, I was writing <laughs> oh, Noah yeah. about it as I watched, and I was like, you know, uh, I'm, I might not get through the first episode. I'm, like, on a time crunch. And she was like, "I'm wait till you get to the end. You'll be very invested. And I did not see that coming, and I feel like uh, that's why I feel, like, sexually empowered by the show that I thought was going to be, like, I don't know. You, you, I, sometimes I don't want to watch things about college girls because I get jealous because that seems like a, such a fun time that I kind of missed out on because I was not doing. I was like doing comedy and just kind of tapped out. And um, this is uh, everyone will find some character to relate to in this as a girl or even a guy. Like um, it's fun. I'm excited about the show and I'm in. That I need to be forced to watch shows. This is like a good thing for me. We should get more sponsored shows because I will get into more TV and shows. And I won't watch them at all. Because now I'm in. So it will be a nice <laughs> and, and Andrew will. <laughs> it will be a great. <laughs> Thank you for getting my packages though, Andrew. I appreciate uh, it. Did anything fun come? Uh, actually, uh, six things. Um, I had to use a blue cart, so that took time. I'd... I told you you only had to get the t- two. I only said the t- the the ones at the beginning. It is funny that you the gotta... ones at the beginning are the ones I'm getting fees for. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I wasn't able to uh, decipher that because it's in like, it all is under one phone number. So it's like. I know, but the ones at the beginning of the thing are. It's okay, but I, I appreciate, I mean, it's more than okay. You got them all, so thank um, you. But I was trying to make it as easy as possible for you. I, I'm. Thank you yeah, so yeah, much I'm not, for uh, doing but that. I, I think the show, you never got laid in your dorm, did you? 
Or did you ever no. even have any sexual experience? I barely in- touched myself in my dorm. <laughs> really? Oh, I'm I touched joking myself you. a like, lot. I've- One time my friend and a girl were watching me masturbate um, through like... At one point, uh, someone was drunk, and we kicked, like, the metal part of the door so you could see through our door, and I was, like, jerking yeah. off to the one porn I owned, and uh, they were watching, I think, the whole time. What was the porn you owned? Yeah. Yeah, it was... <laughs> I'm trying to think what it was. That's Every guy had one porn. Okay. Construction workers? Uh, girls Gone Wild? No, but I met the Girls Gone Wild guy in college. The guy that went to prison? Yeah, the, um, yeah, I could see why he did. Uh, just yeah, by the interaction, he had a bus and he was like going up to drunk college girls. That's what they would do. I mean, it was so fucked up. And he was like, "Hey, I don't even Joe know if Francis. they offered money." Yes, Joe Francis. Yeah, he ended up dating my buddy's ex girlfriend. And uh, oh yeah, I don't know. God. Anyways, but yeah, uh, that guy. He uh, yeah. You did you hang out with him? I bet you were like kind of trying to be friends with him. I mean, that guy was cool for a while because girls just like. Wanted to hook up with him, flash him. He got hot chicks because hot chicks wanted to be on camera. Oh yeah, no, no, we're we're still besties. We we definitely. Uh, <laughs> How did you run into him? Uh, <laughs> he just came into. There's a bar called the Boot in New Orleans at Tulane, mm-hmm. where it's just like the biggest. It's it's the number two earning, or at least it was the number two. Think about all the bars in New Orleans, and it was number two behind Pat O'Brien's of like money making. So it was just packed. And, you know, they just drive the bus up around like 1 a.m. to get these drunk college girls to do fucking shit on camera that they'll regret the rest of their life. You know, because I think they just paid them in like pizza. And they're like. And they got drunk and then they signed a release, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was. uh, I feel like I relate to these girls in this show because they're especially the um, girl, Bella, who is trying to get on the. the cool like Harvard Lampoon style paper, like the, the like SNL writers all write on this one. It's like a fake college that they're all going to that's made up for the show, but it's like kind of like this prestigious college that has this really cool comedy newspaper that she's trying to get on and it's like a boys club and it's all boy comedy writers and they're like, we already have two girls on staff, sorry. So it's really interesting to see the politics of how she's going to try to get into the comedy world. Um, like, her fr- at first they're like you need to call the ACLU and like complain that they said that there was only two girls on the paper and like this is sexist and then another girl is like just be cool and try to be like one of the guys like try to get them to like you because if they do that then they'll want you around it was just interesting um <laughs> techniques mm-hmm. for how to get in and then she ends up giving <laughs> a bunch of hand jobs which I also love because she did the same thing I did which is like she is also uh, has it is very inexperienced and is just like I'm just want to like do weird things and like she's like thrilled by giving six hand jobs she doesn't six? feel like sad about it okay I'm gonna six. watch the show yep. I, I had no idea what I was <laughs> missing yeah it's not like girls where you're gonna see a lot of awkward sex and like nudity it's more like um you know you you see like you see guys kind of their faces when they orgasm and her kind of like f- you know, furiously vigorously jerkin but it's it's a quick montage it's not like these uncomfortable sex <laughs> moments but it's just really funny and it has that 30 rock it's you know it's mindy kaling wrote it so i'm guessing this girl bella is based off of her mm-hmm. trying to like navigate the comedy world and she has a bella has a poster of seth myers on her wall of like who she's in love with 
and uh yeah it just kind of um yeah then there's this other girl that's like really she's poor and so that she's and she's also like she slept with this guy who like abandons her right after she sleeps with it. Like it's all so stuff I'm Can't already really. talking about and I wish girls would figure out sooner. So I'm kind of glad that this is out there for girls to see. And um, yeah, and there's a good plot twist at the end. I'm, I'm going to keep going. I haven't seen Are you this giddy about a show now? in a while. Like it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. I want to be on it. <laughs> But I don't want to be a parent because, like, all the people I know in it are playing parents. Yeah, it's like Rob Hubel and um, Nicole Mil- uh, Nicole from Mad TV, and um, what's her name? Uh, plays the senator. Who's uh, she's a Sh- Sherry Shepard. Yeah, Sherry Shepard is uh, playing the one of the girls' moms. So, like, all of my, I mean, those people are a little bit older than me, but like, I don't know. I'd be, I'd be like a. I don't know, a soccer coach or something, <laughs> which is a whole other thing. Then there's another yeah, oh, plot I like that twist. Too. Jesus Christ, Noah. Like I felt that was so good. I mean that that storyline. Okay, so I, if you if you aren't sold on it now, I'm not. I'm not even. I don't need to even do this. They didn't ask me to talk about the show like that much, but I just I just got done watching it, so I'm kind of into it. Um, how's St. Louis, Andrew? St. Louis is good. I mean, it's cold. Uh, yeah, you know, you were, we were just in San Diego and then LA. Los Angeles. So you're like, oh yeah, okay, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. Weather here you are, but mm-hmm. I, I like. I mean, I like it here. There's nothing really going on. Um, I'm trying to think if anything has gone on here. I mean, I'm just here alone, so I go to Starbucks. Nothing weird happened there, and then I walked back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's yes. that's why St. Louis is great, though. Or like it's it's like oh, I didn't see anything that's going to scar my life for a week. Uh, what did you see in LA that's going to scar your life? Uh, Besides my legs without spray tan. That and Emil's chest hair. I mean, it was pretty, <laughs> pretty intense. I was looking at Emil. We had a good little time. I was looking at Emil because we share a room by choice, actually. Everyone's like, how could you? I was like, yeah, no, we want to be in there together. Yeah. We're mad there's two yeah, beds. Yeah, in San Diego. Because in, in LA, we had a house and we each had our own bedroom. But then in San Diego, yeah. you and Emil were in the same hotel room. And I was looking over and uh, it was like, 7 a.m. and the sun is just coming through the window and it's like half on it he looks so i took a photo i gotta send it to you he looks angelic just sleeping and he snores like i look you know yeah (laughs) like he snores i look over and i'm like is emil like a fat guy in a skinny outfit or like a skinny body i don't know he snores like he's in a skinny suit (laughs) you know it's pretty cool yeah but like I do the same shit. Like we both think we're dying in the middle of the night, and um, but I just looked over and he. Yeah, was, he, he probably has apnea. I think he does, or he's starting to. Um, he'll yeah. get there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just uh, I was just looking at the the lighting of his face. He looked like a little like G. If what Jesus I think would look like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, cause he's you know he's Arabic or half Arabic and like or whatever. And yeah. he's just got his. Where's where do you, where's he his dad from? His dad is from Lebanon, and no, I was asking you just to see if you knew. I knew, oh. but I'm glad you knew that. Oh, and his mom is from the suburbs, so yeah. If anyone's gonna, uh, it was a fun time us three living together in that house, and then um, yeah, you guys shared a hotel room uh, in San Diego. We had two shows in San Diego. Jason Mraz performed with us on the early show, which was such a treat because Anya is old friends with him. She used to open for him on the road um, and he lives an hour away from San Diego. And so he 
he I think asked Anya if he could get tickets and then I was like can he come backstage and hang out and then can he actually perform with us so got to like do a little comedy bit with Jason Mraz and sing with him and he was so nice and so cool Andrew I mean it was it I, I walked in and you know you're like yeah he's a big fan and I was like trying to play cool but not play cool you know like the yeah and right away i go hey you know and i'm yours um when he's looking at the tongue in the mirror what what does that mean and he's like oh whatever whatever you want it to mean and i was like i'm a fucking idiot i'm such a loser asking that question what am i doing i have stared at my tongue in the mirror and like have you ever done the thing where you're like your tongue looks like a little animal like it's like like you can Uh, make it look like it's like peering around like it's like like scared like you can go like like your tongue becomes if you do it enough if you look at your tongue in the mirror and move it around you and start to see it as like a little rodent in a hole that's like like scared to come out and like and like search like it has the twitchy movements of a little mole rat thing i do feel like Um, the tongue when you there's a thing on tiktok where people are touching the bottom of the tongue i don't know if it makes you horny or whatever but i i feel like the tongue really makes if you start touching your tongue you're like oh we're like we're animals like, huh? Well, it's just such a huge muscle that you can manipulate, and I didn't know, but you can teach your tongue how to do the two. Like, I can do the one that. and make it a taco. Oh yeah, that uh-huh. one. But there's a, a there's a technique that you I can, can roll do my the double too. one. Really? Wait, hold on. Let me see. Wait. <laughs> what are you laughing? Because I look I just, like that goat from TikTok. Does. Because I can't, oh, I yeah. used to be able to do it. I don't know why I can't do it anymore. <laughs> um, uh, well, I'm still in Los Angeles. Yeah, how's that? And, I mean, uh, you, you. It's good. Yeah, I mean, you're at the hotel. Any? Yeah, I'm at a. Uh, nothing to report here. Um, I just filmed uh, a lot yesterday for a thing and um, drove back from San Diego. Um, had someone drive me, which was super nice. I drove down there with uh, Andrew drove us. Uh, I slept on the way down there on Saturday. And then yesterday, uh, this show that I'm working on, they had a production assistant come and meet me at the hotel and then drive my car. And I just got to be in the back seat. Like, wow. And they were like, Nikki, we want you to get some sleep. And I was like, honestly, I just want to be on my phone. Like, I haven't had any time to just scroll and be worthless. But it, you know what I did is I watched, I just got into like, trusting youtube to suggest things for me and just like letting it roll because i think i left the room at one point when i was watching a video and it went to the next one and i was like whoa, whoa they kind of nailed it and now i'm i'm really into watching stories of like disfigurement or people that like lose a bunch of limbs or like become completely disfigured and like their partner staying with them and like the triumphs and i just watched one that i really recommend and it's the inc- it's like the um incredible story of alex lewis Alex L E W I S. He's a guy that got this skin infection that caused him to lose all of his limbs except like up to his elbow mm. on on one arm and like a stump on the other and stumps for legs and half of his face. And he has a. It's it's just an incredible story and I really loved it. And then I watched um, something about like the Michael Jackson docu. Oh, you know what is so good that everyone needs to watch before we get into your Fanthrax college stories. I, I can't recommend it enough. Tony Bennett um, is 95 and he has Alzheimer's. 
And he just performed his last concert ever at Radio City Music Hall with uh, Lady Gaga. And he is like, you know, he doesn't remember. He is like he's had Alzheimer's for like a couple of years now. So it's pretty much it's it's taken hold, you know, and it's a 60 minutes piece of Anderson Cooper following Tony Bennett on his final concert. And I promise you, maybe that doesn't sell you on it. It is a tearjerker. It is inspirational. It's beautiful. It's sad. It's so good. And um, it's like my new thing that I'm recommending to everyone. So check out the Tony Bennett Lady Gaga thing. It's so good. He only remembers things when music comes on. And then he like everything comes back. And he can remember everything. And he's just like such a showman at the age of 95. It's pretty incredible. I wonder why that happened. Because like with people with Tourette's, can also like when they're focused on something singing or playing basketball or a stutter yeah it's wild it's wild how the brain works like that well my foot pain goes away when i'm performing and the second i walk off stage my feet are killing me it's just the instant my foot steps off of the light it's like i I rip off my shoes but until then i don't i don't feel it at all and i'm on stage for two hours it's very bizarre um but they actually talk about why this like his um his doctor actually uh, talks about why this is and the phenomenon of it. So it's it's a really fascinating piece, and it's you know 15 minutes long. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll get back with Fanthrax, your college stories. All right. I just love we're that back that's Noah's fiance every time. We're doing all college stories. I know. I love it, too. <laughs> Him just in the living room with a sheet over a blanket over his head. <laughs> but there wasn't any like music behind it at the time. Yeah, it's just it's he's echoing like, through And then their, right from there, he's Arizona just like, house. "Hey Noah, you mind um, you know, uh, get grabbing the clicker for me? Thanks." <laughs> the clicker. You mind just thanks? Thanks, appreciate. Uh, this is a special episode of All Fanthrax, and it's going to be all of your um, college stories. We solicited, Andrew put out a video on our, um, uh, you know, Nikki Glaser pod Instagram page and asked for your college stories. Uh, you know, good for you if you remember stuff from college. Uh, so let's get to it. Let's hear from you guys and <laughs> hear some stories. Noah, you said they're really good, right? Oh, my gosh. They're so funny. Oh, yes. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, they're let's so get funny. started. All right, let's start with Brian. So here's my memory from college. Uh, I went to school for woodworking, so um, it ended up being an all-guys school, even though it wasn't an all-guys school. Um, We had guys above us that were recording rap music uh, all day, every day, until, you know, 2, 3 in the morning, listening to the same hip-hop beat over and over and over again. A bunch of guys in the dorm got really pissed about it, so... um, went to the janitor's closet and got some buckets and for like two days uh, pissed and shit in these buckets and then one night compiled all the buckets into a trash can, leaned it against the guy's door, knocked on the door and ran away. So when he opened the door, this entire trash can full of piss and shit flooded his dorm. Um, I was right below him, so it came through his floor and my ceiling and, uh, you know, not only... That I have to suffer through this hip hop beat that was on loop, but uh, all of my bedding and clothes and everything like oh. that were covered in piss and shit. There was oh. no uh, washer and dryer on campus, so I had to bring it all home to mom's house that weekend. So, or you could have thrown it away. I guess. Oh my god! I love a guy who doesn't waste sheets, even though they have waste on them. 
Wait a second. That, Hold that, on. Uh, did this guy take? Did was was he a part of shitting and pissing in the bucket? I kind of missed that. It didn't sound like he was. He just yeah yeah seems just like the guys. How does they should? I mean, that is a they could be charged for that. That's for a biological. Awesome. Yeah, they could. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, that beat dropped through the floor into his bedding. Uh, yeah, I mean that is so disgusting. I am horrified. I am, I am how, speechless. How horrible was that guy's music? I'm gonna get, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get some piss and shit on my door because of the sounds that just made me make at this hotel room I'm in. <laughs> I'm so, was just, I, I cannot believe how disgusting that is. What I mean, kind of an interesting um, technique, a home alone type of contraption. Yeah, you know, homemade like. <laughs> But that is so disgusting. And also, like, just, man, that makes... The second I heard that, I go, the things that have happened in this world uh, are... Like, it, it just opens up a world to me that I hadn't even considered of pranking people with buckets of piss and shit. And I'm like, that's probably a common thing. Okay, but how many times and, do you think they went to the door and were like, hey, can you, like, not play this at 2 in the morning? We're trying to sleep. We're trying to study. We're trying to do keg stands like you're really fucking with us like it seems pretty selfish to blast music that no one wants to hear in a dorm i don't know i feel like maybe i understand but i and i know you probably might have done something like this in your college years but i do not think the crime fits the uh, and the (laughs) fits the punishment at all here that is so (laughs) disgusting and honestly i bet it was like you know, I bet they were. No one is quiet in college. I bet he was in doing something in response to them being loud too. Like it's like, but I have you ever experienced that where someone just plays a song over and over besides me with Taylor Swift? I mean, but like, yeah, I mean, those guys shitted on his dream uh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 have I ever done? No, well, we did stuff for, in fraternity life where it's like that kind of shit. Like, but I'm just trying to think of like I remember one weekend. When I was staying in Venice with my ex-boyfriend and we were in a major, major fight. Like it was breakup times, but we had no, I had no car, nowhere to go. And I had to stay at this place. We were just stuck. It was July 4th and we were stuck in this apartment together, the studio apartment. And like it, we just weren't talking. It was the end and, but there was nowhere for either of us to go. And I remember there was this party next door that kept blasting uh kanye's song click okay there's a lot of different you know artists on it i think jay-z's on it uh maybe i mean not eminem anyway it's a great song and i ended up being so grateful that i got to know that song over that weekend because i just remember that was kind of the soundtrack to our that weekend of just being stuck somewhere with someone that just hates you and you both are like breaking up but no one said it yet and like it was it was the worst it was the worst situation i've ever been in with a, a boyfriend and but click was playing and then i got really into that song click, as, uh, as click, odd as that click, click that song click. yeah no, yeah yeah it's such a good song if you haven't checked it out um yeah, but my relationship was a bunch of shit in a bucket <laughs> that weekend <laughs> um all right let's get to the next panthrax okay here's one from joanna Hey, Nikki, Andrew, and Noah. This is Joanna. I just saw Andrew's Insta story um, about college memories. And I was thinking, does anyone actually have any clear college memories? (laughs) Just kidding. No, I actually didn't (laughs) party that much in school. Um, But what I was was totally checked out by my fourth year. Like, I just wanted my diploma 
to yes. get the hell out of there. And oh, I had oh. this project. It was really similar. And this is probably why this is top of mind for me. I was watching scenes from a marriage. In the very first episode, oh. there's a college student interviewing an interfaith couple. And that's yes. what I was meant to do for this project. I was like reaching out to people by email. I had my professor connect me with an interfaith couple and no one would respond. I couldn't get anyone to sit down with me. It was around the holidays. I was trying to get this out the door and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to be using uh, pseudonyms anyway. Right. So I decided to make up a couple and yeah, every quote in that paper was completely made up. I guess I'm way more creative than I ever thought possible because I got a pretty good grade on it. And Great. it's something that like yes. simultaneously haunts me, but also makes me laugh every time I think about it. But anyway, yeah. thanks for putting on the pod every day. I love you guys. Hope to see you live sometime soon. I'm in New England, so maybe Connecticut. We'll see. All right. Bye. Hope to see you too. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, that is, I like how she says it haunts her, but she's also like kind of proud because Yes, so much of college is this like just under the gun. I have to get this thing done. I fucking am too depressed or too drunk or too hungover or too whatever to actually do it. And then you just sometimes you cheat. Sometimes you fib that I like that she's probably of an honest person. So that's why it bugs her that she like had to lie. But also, what a what an exercise in creating uh, and writing fiction, and fiction, you know, yeah. like was, was she saying in her faith? Inner faith. What does mm -hmm. that mean? Does that mean two different? Uh, it means like two different things. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, man. I yeah. want to hear her quotes. <laughs> As a Jew, yeah. like, I just find, like, it's, like, so, like, generic. Oh. She just writes amen at the end of everything the wife says. <laughs> yes. She's like, I don't know what Catholics actually do. Um, that is, uh, yeah, I. I, um, I relate to that so much. couples. Of, like, just cheating, essentially. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, I mean, I, I know that was your MO. Oh, I mean, that's all I did. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I got a paper, a 20-page term paper. I just, my buddy sent it to me from his college, and I just changed the name on top, pretty much. Wow. Yeah. And, like, I had to change, like, seven words. And I, I definitely should have changed more. And I got, like, a B minus, and I was, like, mad at my buddy for, like, not being smarter. <laughs> that is wild. Like, why didn't I, we do that more of just like... Cheat? I guess that sometimes the assignments were so specific. Or just, you know, like trade papers across state lines. You know, like, <laughs> oh, I wrote this paper about Chaucer for... There's got to be, you know, but I guess... I mean, I'm almost happy I we didn't... I, our, the inter I couldn't do the it. The internet, like, we still had to, like, go through books. Like, now with the internet, I don't see how you could not plagiarize or just goop no because well now they can catch you because i think that so much is uploaded electronically that it's scan it would probably scan every paper that's on this database for any kind of you know repeat sentences or word structures and then they would be able to bust you if i, I bet there's some kind of with technology you could cheat easier but you could also get caught easier. yeah i mean i because I, I did a paper yeah. once huh? I did a paper once um, for physics. It was quantum physics. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know why I picked that. <laughs> My God, I pretty much plagiarized. I mean, like I definitely did not understand it by the end. And when I got my paper back, I got a big red F on it. And on the last page, my professor was like, "Do you even understand what you wrote?" <laughs> wow. <laughs> At least you didn't get 
getting caught plagiarizing. Like, at least he just thought you were stupid as opposed to a cheater. Because I think that is, like, the most humiliating thing is being caught lying. And it's just, like, such a lie. I, w- I would feel... I never cheated in that way of, of stealing someone else's paper. Thank God. But, like, I... Uh, yeah, that uh, I would feel... Uh, oh god did you ever feel like a lot of guilt andrew um i think underneath it all i might have wanted to get caught to just be able to start over and maybe get help i think that might have been the underlying reason of like because i wasn't going to class i was very depressed i had horrible anxiety i couldn't sit in the classroom without having a panic attack but i didn't really know what it was so i just cheated and i thought right okay like so like I really didn't feel like I had a choice but to cheat to get by. Like, so it didn't, I didn't really feel guilty about it for some reason. Is it weird that I trust you less because I know that you cheated so easily that like, and I feel like you, would you still do that? Have you like, have I changed? Would you go back and apologize? Yeah. Have you changed? Uh, Like, uh, it makes me go, God, I don't know if he, what if he would cheat like, uh, like, or just, I feel like you could lie easier than i thought before um yeah this is all i feel like you're more honest with it with with lies now because i feel like i've i i don't think i've caught you in a lie and i feel like either you're really good at it or you just don't do it now um i mean no i think i like have changed tremendously from that moment like yeah i think uh so much of the cheating was just caused by not being able to be productive without it so it's like now i don't yeah i don't see how you know i picked a profession that works for me and so i don't have to cheat (laughs) i could just that was the whole reason why i loved comedy and doing stand-up because i performed it and i couldn't you couldn't cheat or i couldn't um copy someone else or one you get called out for copying jokes um but like, that's why I loved it so much. I didn't rely on anyone else except for myself on stage. And that's why. Yeah, but I, I don't mean like cheating in comedy. I mean like cheating just it's it, what cheating is, is a micro. It's it's a lie. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, no, I hear you. I mean, yeah, I mean, I do you try not to lie. I I, I mean, like, because I, I feel like I try not to. But it's just sometimes you just want to give people what they fucking want. And it's easier to just be like, I loved it or whatever the fuck it is. I think what happens to is, be like, mm. is I wouldn't lie or or feel that way if I felt like the reaction uh, from the other. Well, that's why everyone lies, Andrew. No, I know. I'm just telling you though that to avoid the reaction. And well, I, I know you're saying you that to be there. like, I lie to you because I'm scared of you. But the thing is, we've gotten into this before. What's so bad about a a no, or like what you don't want to hear? I think you're scared of what you don't want to hear, which is is scary. But it's um, but the person that that person's entitled to tell you what they feel. You know what I mean? And I have to remember that too sometimes. Of like, if I tell someone what they want to hear because I, or what they don't want to hear and I know what they want to hear but I just don't think they look good in that outfit and I know they don't have anything else but I can't be like you look great so I go um it's okay and then they go and then they're mad and yeah that then they're entitled to be mad just as I am entitled to not like them in the outfit and I'm right? entitled to react to them being mad by by like lying not lying by not even like like if if that person I don't know. I don't know exactly how to explain it. All I'm saying is that like 
the reaction yeah that person's entitled to whatever fucking reaction they want but if i think it's um uh not a nice reaction or or um like not consider it then then i'm not even i don't know so it's like yeah, I'm just saying it's not a good excuse to lie to be like, because I, well, it's because I just didn't want the reaction. I mean, that's why everyone lies. I guess, but so, I don't know, but I think there's like white lies and then, I don't know. I feel like there's times where people can lie where the reaction is so harsh that like the lie is almost okay for me. If it's a white lie, if it's like. It justifies it. Yeah, yes. Because it's just not worth the other end. I've done that before too, where it's like this person's going to be mad at me for three days and I can either just like not be dishonest and a little that's not gonna yeah because then really all the affect anything how you're saying it is like then like the lie is so fucking bad but the reaction is like well that's people's reaction you know what i mean so then it's like well i'm just saying you i don't like to lie not because of the other person but for myself because when i lie it's like betraying who i am if someone goes did you like my movie and i'm like yeah it's like that is a self-betrayal that that compounds over time and makes me less happy i feel it's not about like yeah but i think sometimes we're off on a tangent yeah but i do feel like though then the lie you telling that person the truth in that moment and it's gonna hurt them make your life worse that could be that could be selfish on your part because you can't deal with you're lying so you're gonna tell them the truth which is actually gonna maybe hurt them even though it's subjective i'm serious pick up that book lying by sam harris that's on the shelf and they have an argument for why you should never lie and it's just it's just ironclad there's just no excuse to ever lie unless you know there's like one example where he says it's okay to lie what example is uh, that it's if you're uh, you know a small child runs to your house because uh, someone's chasing them to murder them and the guy comes to your the murderer comes to your house and says is the child in your house right now and you you actually don't have to lie you can say I don't want to answer that you don't even have to lie then but that's the only time is if you're like protecting someone's life and like there's violence uh, there's some there's something in, immediately in front of you that's like a violent act that if you if you lie it's gonna preserve your life that's the only time but really you can just say I don't I don't want to answer that I don't have to answer that or you can just shut the door that's not a lie um, all right moving on <laughs> all right let's talk about our favorite topic drinking yay here's Allie hey besties uh, I saw in the story that you want stories from college so. Here is my submission. I like her voice. Um, So I used to be captain of the cheerleading team. No big deal. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) It's so fucking cuh. And um, (laughs) so we were a competitive cheerleading team uh, in college. And we had a competition coming up. That was kind of like our like big like end of year thing that we've been working towards all year. And we had kind of told our coaches or agreed to just like not drink for the month and like we we're going to hunker down and take care of our bodies and like just really be ready for this competition and do well. So like the week before we leave for this competition, um, it's this one girl's voice. birthday and we're all kind of like, okay, well like we're going to have a party for her. So we just like all decide that we're just not going to tell anybody. Like we're not going to tell the coaches. We're not going to like post anything on like Facebook. Cause I think it was like Facebook at the time. With like 60 photos <laughs> per album type shit. Um, so we're <laughs> like, okay, we're just going to be secretive and go have fun and then go to this competition. So when cheerleaders drink, they start to stunt. And stunting when you're drinking is like super fucking dangerous. And long story short, a guy ended up 
putting his head through a glass kitchen table and was concussed oh, and couldn't compete. So we got <gasps> caught. <laughs> Thanks, Bestie. Oh, love you. damn. Oh, I mean, yeah, cheerleaders getting drunk. They're going to try some things that they shouldn't be doing. <laughs> it's like that's that's stunting is, is drinking while. It, it, yeah, don't don't stunt while while drunk. <laughs> it is so wild to have that in your back pocket S-U-I. when you're drinking. Like, it's so scary to know that like at any moment a guy can flip you three times and then like catch you by grabbing your vagina. Like, who wouldn't <laughs> want to do that when you're drunk? You know what I mean? Oh, it's the first thing you'd want to do, and especially if you've been practicing it a ton and you nailed it at practice earlier that day, and you finally got this move that you've been working so hard on. You just have this false confidence. And and by the way, f- that is false. Like, people always go, like, I get liquid courage. It's dumb. You're dumber. You're not actually courageous. You're stupider. Courage yeah, is actually, you know, be going past the fear. That's real courage. When you're drunk and you think it's courage, it's because the things telling you not to do that that you should usually overcome in order to do something are just not there because you're dumb. <laughs> so that's a big dismantling of of that. That people always go, but it's liquid courage. Like I gotta have a like. If you need to get drunk to do something, you shouldn't be doing it. Also, I think like uh, if there weren't, you know, when I played football in high school, they made a sign. You're not going to drink during season for, you know, two months or whatever. They made you like. So then the first thing you want to do as a high school kid is go drink because you're like, fuck the patriarchy or whatever. So like that coach being like, I want you on your best behavior. They're like, you're a college kid. You're going to go, okay, (laughs) I'm going to go stunt through a glass table. You know, it's like. What's his name? Uh, the, The coach for the Chicago Bulls back in the day. What was his name? Oh, Phil Jackson. When he let yeah, Rodman with go Dennis to Vegas. Rodman. He yeah. just goes, Yeah, go. Because I'm gonna trust you to do what's right and I'm not I'm not your keeper and you know, that's yeah, coaches yeah, putting those limits sometimes it makes you want to do the opposite, um, for sure. Okay, uh yes. Um the, and and uh alcohol can stunt your growth and stunt your stunts. Uh let's get to the next one. All right. One more about being drunk. Okay. From Tay. Tay. Hi okay, Taylor. Okay. My name is Taylor. Love the podcast. Um, oh, Taylor's voice. Currently in the bathroom <laughs> at work, so I can send this. But oh my god, yes. Um, this is really embarrassing. But when I was a freshman, one time I was so drunk. At, I don't drink anymore, FYI. But one time I was so drunk. I had to pee so bad, and the bathroom lines are insanely long at this bar because it was like the main college bar. So I had found a cup um, on the dance floor, and I was on like this surface standing up. But, anyways, I grabbed the cup, stuck it up my skirt, and I peed in the cup. Um, and then my friend was like, okay, um, go away. And so I grabbed the cup and threw it, <laughs> threw a cup full of my pee and onto the dance floor, like into the middle of people. Oh my God. Being so, drunk is yeah, so now I don't drink. funny. Okay. Bye. I mean, like, what was that last part? G- now I don't drink. Okay. Bye. Now I don't drink. Yeah. 
I mean, the the idea that you pee in a cup, you get this, you get it done, you get it all in the cup, and then you go and you pee, you throw it on the dance floor. That's a drunk move there of like just not doing the logical thing, which is like you just did this amazing feat, which is peeing in a cup in a public place. You have a skirt on, like the line is long. You just avoided this thing. Like, good job. Like maybe that's the kind of liquid <laughs> courage you needed to get that liquid into that cup, and then to toss it in. The, that's where the drunk person comes in of like just throw it away. <laughs> But like, I mean, the uh, the people that had piss on their shoes that night that didn't realize it until, I mean, uh, college is so disgusting. Oh my god! And, and you know what? Someone definitely it, did it, the Running Man and slipped, and not to Tay, mention whoever I, I lived that underneath too. that floor got it all over their yeah. bedding. <laughs> um, well, I did shit like that all the time of just like doing the this like just a knee jerk thing that was just the gro- the worst thing you could do. Like, there's probably a trash can right next to her, and she just decides to go toss it in it. My buddy would pee at the bar. Floor. Like, he'd go, we'd be ordering drinks, and he'd be like, hey, hey, hit me on the shoulder. And I look down, and he's just pissing on the bar. No. I can't believe alcohol is a thing that people No, no, this was at Starbucks. I mean, it just... <laughs> <laughs> the barista bar. Yeah, the barista bar. No, yeah, it's just... It's just why... It's just every... And then I look down, his dick's out, and he's peeing. Do. I'm drunk, and I'm like... Like, like, there's no thought, like, someone's going to have to clean this. There's none of no, that. Like, there's no thoughts of others. The girls, be- like, people who clean up after college dorms or, like, parties after college kids were at a bar. It's just those people d- really deserve our respect because, yeah, they're just disgusting. Like, the, the whole thing of if you miss the paper, the trash can with a paper towel, always pick it up. If there's little streamers of toilet paper when you're trying to get it out of the thing and you're on the floor, someone has to pick that up. Pick it up. That's what it's Curb, just good karma. the latest Curb was all about that. That Really? There was a, a so a girl like uh, a dentist who was dating his friend dropped something on the ground, uh, like a, um, a, tr- a pirate booty, just dropped a chip. Yeah. And Larry David saw her not pick it up. And so he went back to his friend. He goes, she left the chip. She left it for someone else to pick up. Not a good person to date, and like yes. that was like the whole yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. That yes. was like the whole like idea of the. It's a hundred percent true. If you are someone who is, if you're an adult and you haven't reached a place where, you know, occasionally you slip and you just get selfish and you drop something. But like, I really have made it a superstition of mine that if you leave any trash on the floor for someone else to pick up at any point. Your bad things will happen to you. That trash is going to amount to th- bad things coming back to you. And so now it's almost like an OCD obsession of mine. Like even the tiniest little piece of toilet paper, I have to pick it up because I'm like, someone will either have to sweep it into a thing and pick it up. <laughs> There's going to be human effort going into picking that up. That is not fair because I did it. Um, even though that's their job or whatever. Um, uh, let's get to the next one. Okay, let's do one about a mispronunciation from Cat. Oh, a college mispronunciation. Hey, Nikki, Andrew, and Noah. So I just saw God, a good voices story today. about leaving a memory from college, and I wanted to share a good one. Um, I'm still in college, but this is from my freshman year, and this is when I know I should have dropped out of college. <laughs> I had a bio lab report due, and I said Spanish leaves instead of spinach leaves. 20 times throughout the lab report. And I saw the red lines, like the squiggles coming up under Spanish leaves. And I was like, that's weird. Like, why do they want Spanish or spinach leaves to be capitalized? But even then, my stupid self <laughs> made the connection that Spanish leaves was 
not what I was supposed to be writing. Anyways, love the podcast. Thanks for all you guys do. <laughs> Shredded let and Spanish leaves. That's Wait, what I'm going to order at Subway today. <laughs> she thought a salad Spanish? with I want extra Spanish leaves. She thought spinach was Spanish, like 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 you just. I think you look at that word and it is kind of the same. Yeah, the letters. C could be an S in some words, right? Like conscious. I love no, that. I love conscious. our little listeners. They're so cute. Conscious really bugs that one. I always get worried about before I say it. Like I, I it's conscious and conscience, conscience, and also granite and gra- granite. I also get those confused. Granted and granite. And then I also get, um, oh, there's another one that really gets me all the time. What I, you know, I was looking at my notes the other day and my friend was taking notes on my set and he typed in molestation, but it auto-corrected to mole station, which I think is a hilarious <laughs> so new way to say that you were a victim of mole station. And then maybe you can find a, a like... And I was just talking about your tongue being a little mole. So mole station is so funny. If you like, yes. if you had a bunch of moles and you made like a little, um, little like train station for them and called it mole station. Um, yeah. So that's just a fun way to look at that word. What was another? Oh yeah. Remember when I had those bad thoughts and I was thinking kill your, like I, I, I want to kill myself. That was the thought I kept having. And then I was like, wait, change it. So it means something else. I want to kill on stage myself. I want to kill my, and then it was, you can change it. Or like you can just change it to like suicide. Like, you know, like. Suey. Suey. Side note. It's um, it's like when we drove by Carlsbad and it was Carlsbad. (laughs) Like just like. Carlsbad. (laughs) That made me laugh so hard on the way to San Diego. Andrew was like, what's Carlsbad? Carlsbad. That that made me giggle a lot. Yeah, I was happy because you were like half asleep. Oh my God. Um, Sandy, San Diego always makes me think of uh, oh, eating a waffle on a beach. It's a Sandy Ego. Oh. Lego my ego. Wow. Yeah. I always picture someone eating a waffle on the beach whenever I hear San Diego. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. These are fun. Like yeah, mole um, station, I'm I just, just like say, picturing like like different moles you put on your face. Like you get a oh, nice little. Like, oh, I'm going like to go with the Crawford. Like, you know. Or like, uh, like I just picture moles with little suitcases waiting at a train station <laughs> oh, that's way and like hugging each other and like saying goodbye. Oh, that's like and like one running after the train, like, being oh. like, "I'll miss you." And the girl is like, "In a yes, that looks like yes." <laughs> that guy makes it so much cuter than oh, you know old man, men work touching was young tough boys. Today. Oh my god, I re- I met a bestie yesterday. Oh, Hilar- like at I was in my lobby of my hotel with Carlisle. It's Carlisle's birthday yesterday, so I was with her and her boyfriend, and we were having. Um, a nightcap and um, uh, this girl came up and I forget her name Gabrielle I think it was and she was like hi I'm just listening to your podcast I'm a big fan and I was like oh my god and I was right in the middle of being like and these fucking molesters they are sneaky cunts like I was talking about molestation and molesters. I go oh my god I was taking about I was talking about sexual predators and child abuse and she was like pretty on brand for you. She was like, I really appreciate those, those talks you do. So, um, I was like screaming about molestation in a lobby and I got approached by a fan. Our fans are so great. The best, by the way. Um, not only am I deeply soothed by Taylor's voice and whoever, who was our last caller? It was three in a row. Um, the girl in the bathroom. The last one was cat cat. And then well, who was before Taylor? Um, okay. It was, uh, Allie, Allie, Taylor and Kat, y'all got really soothing voices, and I wouldn't mind if you made me a voice memo 
and sent it to my DMs. That's just like a ASMR of you just like talking about your day in a very calm, slow voice because I just almost went to sleep listening to your voices. I am deeply soothed by women's voices. And uh, the other day, my uh, the guy that I'm, I'm seeing, Chris, he was like, I think I figured out why you love Taylor Swift so much because he heard this TikTok that she did about fall um, and like, it's, it's about, you know, pumpkin lattes and leaves. And like, it was, her voice was so, he was like, her voice was so soothing. And I think you just love a voice like that, that feels like almost maternal and like just calm and soothing. And so I think he's onto something because Taylor's voice is, is just a dream. I want to go to the final thought. I, I we'll get to one more fan threats, but I do for all our Swifties. Thank you so much for allowing me to go off the other day on red. I'm not done going off about everything I just got into you know I'm taking my time all too well 10 minute version got it down obsessed I've I've spent a lot hours listening to that over and over saying it with Andrew Andrew almost knows all the new verses it's incredible how much he's picked up of that appreciate that Andrew <laughs> um I bet you think about me is my favorite maybe one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs of all time that is off the red new album it's from the the vault it's so good, and I've talked about it already. But I'm and the music video for it that Blake Lively uh, directed was inc- is incredible. I watched it last night for the first time. Haven't had really time to dig into it. Here's an interesting thing. So for Swifties out there, or for just anyone interested, Taylor Swift just uh, they they she did the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony that f- filmed a little under a month ago in Cleveland, and. There was footage from it taken from people in the audience, but it aired on Saturday night. And so we have the official video of it and I was watching it. And there's this moment at the beginning where, and I put it on my Instagram and she, the camera comes up behind her and um, she's singing, uh, what Carol King song does she sing? Fuck. I can't, it can't come to mind right now, but it's, um, it's a classic. You, you would know it if you reckon, if you heard it and the camera comes up behind her and then she sees it and she turns and she just shoots at this glance that is so hot and sexy. And like, I, I want you to know if you watch that, or do you feel things? Because I do. Anyway, so I know the director of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show. It's Joel Gallen. He directed um, all the roasts and I've gone to his house to watch the roasts before. And um, we've become like texting buddies because I... I was obsessed with this Prince video of Prince at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and he's playing while my guitar gently weeps and he does this incredible guitar solo that's one of the best ever and I found out Joel Gallen directed it so I was texting him about it so he knows I'm a big music fan and love these performances and he invited me to his house on Saturday to watch a screening of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony. Unfortunately, I was in San Diego but I uh, was like, I can't wait to watch Taylor's performance. So I watched it last night and I saw this moment and I was really interested to know, did she ask them to do that? Like when she performs, do you think, does she have the camera come? And like, how does that happen? Does she just sense it? Is it, do they tell her they're going to come there and then she knows? Um, What do you guys think? When, when there's a, a shot where the camera comes from behind and then all of a sudden it's right here, you know, like I feel half like a foot from her face. And then she looks at it at the last second and nails this like yeah. last line. I do think I think she is talented enough to if to get that feeling and do it on her own. I feel like she is a perfectionist enough where it's actually timed. Agreed. So I asked him and I said, was that a you thing? And you told her that it was going to be there. Did she want it there? And he goes, 
she just sensed that a camera was yeah. there. It was they wow. went through a run through, you know, with like where the cameras were going to be. He didn't even tell her about that camera. That wasn't really a planned shot. He goes, she's that good. She just sensed the camera. I mean, go watch it and see what this girl was capable. It looked like a choreographed thing. And honestly, I was bummed out that that was the answer because it was just so good. I wanted it to be. Actually, I was actually happy for that answer because it means that maybe I could do that someday because I'm never going to be someone who's going to go through shot by shot backstage with someone. That ain't ever going to be me. But if it's an instinctual thing that you d- learn from doing it enough, maybe that could be me someday. Well, maybe so I just thought that was for your special, you have a, you know, I know Louie did it on one of his specials where he had a camera guy actually on stage. And maybe yes. you can like maybe not your whole special, but like one of your bits, you could kind of connect with the audience that way. It's a good uh, idea. I might send them that that uh, example of that yeah. shot because it was just so beautiful, and I just want to do it. Um, okay, let's get to the last one. All right, uh, this one's from Justine. Justine. Hey, Nikki, Andrew, and Noah. It's Justine in Michigan. Um, so you needed voicemails about memories from college. Well, mm-hmm. I immediately think of this time I was hooking up with this guy. Uh, it was my sophomore year of college, and um, we're in his basement, and he started to go down on me, and all of a sudden he stops, and he puts his hand, like, up to his mouth, back and forth, and then, like, looks at his hand, back up to his mouth, looks at his hand, and the lights are off. I was like, what's wrong? And he's like, I- I'll be right back. And he goes leaves the room I look down and there's blood all over me Mm. obviously I'm mortified I think oh my god I started my period I'm literally I need to die right here and now in this moment fuck and uh he comes back from the bathroom and said how embarrassed he was that he got a nosebleed and I was so relieved (laughs) thank god um it was still really embarrassing and awkward and obviously we stopped picking up and it was just weird but that is the memory I think of in college. It's just really shitty sexual encounters. Love you guys. Yes. Jackpot. Jackpot. Oh, oh my God, dude. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you start your period, you can't be at fault for that. That, that. That's, you know, if you're on your period and you don't tell someone before or you're dr- drunk and you forgot, I would even excuse that. But like, um, no shame in starting your period if it had been blood. But as a freshman in college or as a sophomore in college, devastating if that was the case. And thank God he had a bloody nose. And I love that it went from you being embarrassed to him feeling, I mean, getting a nosebleed when you're a boy, I feel like it's just a thing that is, it's almost like the period of, for boys yeah. because you guys, you guys get boners of course, but like getting nosebleeds just means you're a dork. It means you're like yeah. It's always it just, dorky. It's like, what does it, was, it mean, yeah. dorks? It, I think it's cool, kind of. Well, I but just it's like, like the I idea. don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's bleed. Like it's always a dork thing, but why? Every <laughs> movie, it's always like I'm dumb. I know you mean, but I'm, my mom told me I shouldn't wear these pants. Or like it's yeah. always just like uh, the altitude <laughs> in this gymnasium. <laughs> Why? I love Why the idea cool of him thing? being like, no, I'll still eat your pussy. And he's just yeah. like, oh, bye. Oh my God. I, 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 nosebleeds are hilarious. And they you are have so vulnerable. More than. Like, well, because I haven't I had one in so long. Pick my nose, and I have long fingernails, oh. and it will—it will just, or I'll like be rubbing my nose, and it'll just 
hit, it'll nick it. Just one Jason Mraz this weekend just told us a story backstage that right before he came to the show, he was washing his face and he had long nails on his uh, picking finger for mm. guitar. And it, it just, when he was washing his face, one finger just went up his nose and scratched it and he was gushing blood mm. down his face. And I was like, oh, that happens to me, but I'm actually picking my nose. And also when I used to have a nose ring in college, constant yeah constantly hitting it and it bleeding uh all the time um so it's just very sensitive tissue in there and uh then you put then you put sensitive tissue inside it to clog it up <laughs> i wonder if that guy somewhere tells that story and he's like oh god i can't believe i bleed it on her puss like i wonder if he's like i bet he's like i thought it was a nosebleed but it ended up being her period yeah. i bet he switches it to be <laughs> yeah, like it yeah. wasn't my nosebleed dog and yeah. it's like a different podcast he's calling it delia's podcast with that story now and they're like fuck that bitch yeah, with a bloody pussy <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh okay well thank you so much for this uh, special episode we have another episode out for you it will be out on uh thanksgiving wednesday so oh wednesday and just in time for you to listen on thanksgiving maybe you save it for that it's gonna be our live episode from cancun which um you know oh my god it, so funny. Okay, good. It's so funny, you guys. I was there and so I had so funny. much fun, so I hope that you enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you so much to every bestie that came to a show this weekend in Los Angeles and San Diego. I I love meeting you. I can't say it enough. Uh, I just, we're instantly friends. I We we both feel it whenever we meet. And um, I'm in Denver this weekend. I hope to see you guys there for shows. I'm taping my HBO special, which was announced last week. Um, yeah. And uh, there'll be two shows on Saturday night in Denver. And then the following week, we'll be in portland and san francisco i'll also be coming to calgary uh andrew won't be on that one but i'll be in calgary uh alberta uh canada um coming up on december 13th and also we are going to be in um san fran uh yeah we're also going to be in pittsburgh too oh pittsburgh and uh i believe connecticut um in december as well so go to nikkiglazer.com slash tour for tickets and uh, can't wait to see you out there. Appreciate you all so much. More and more of you coming to shows. It's been so cool to see since like we started this tour July 30th. And when I said the Nikki Glaser podcast, how many woos there were then to now. It's like most of the audience. And yeah, that's just, it's just the best feeling in the world. We love you guys. And uh, yeah, we'll get through this week of just two episodes. But don't worry. We're not like phasing out. I know it might be feel like that, but that's not what's happening. It's just a busy time in the holidays. But we'll stay with you. Don't worry. And you uh, you stay with us. So don't be cut. And Jack, Jack and Jill. Box. Someone gave me Jack and Jill, by the way, a bestie. Did I forget who? Thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking.
Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show.